0: Hello everyone, this is uh, Alberto Ferro, your host at uh, Where is the Music Podcast. As you're getting ready for a new musical investigation, preparing your ears and imagination for another journey in the world of music, I would like to remind you that Where is the Music Podcast has no sponsor. It relies entirely on donations from listeners like yourself. You can find a link to my website, albertoferro.com, and to my Patreon account in the episode description. If you like what I do, and would like me to continue doing it, I encourage you to become a supporter of the podcast, which publishes an episode every week. Thank you for listening, and now let's find out where is the music. Does a song have its own life? There are songs that have a story that goes beyond their composers, their place and time of origin. Sometimes it looks like they have a life of their own. And this relates also to the way artists often look at their works, at times are described as having their own trajectory almost independent from their creators in order to make art an artist puts together ideas that might have a wide variety of origins often hard to pinpoint by the artists themselves in music it might even be more challenging to figure out what are things made of for example what is a melody made of and where and how its creator put it together in addition to that music relies entirely on interpretation each performance of music is bound to the unique time and place you hear it and the performers you hear it from so a piece of music relies entirely on its interpreters to carry artistic message through time and space and today we're going to see a few examples of such a journey the question we are asking is does a song have its own life <laughs>
1: Something wondrous fair, the purest
2: eyes
1: and the. And if no more, my love i see My life would fail
0: This is a tune called Black is the, the Color and you might be more or less familiar with it there are a few versions of it out there some by well-known artists this fact that the tune takes different forms according to the style of its interpreter is not surprising we enjoy very much when the lyrics or the melody of a song uh, tell us things we didn't hear before thanks to a new interpreter as if those meanings have always been in the song but it took a sensible interpreter for these to emerge convincingly and beautifully the following question though is natural to ask what is the initial version, the so-called original in the case of black is the color the first recording dates 1941 in a collection of American folklore songs that version had the lyrics by John Jacob Niles who wrote them around 1920 so 20 years before the recording these lyrics are the ones that are now mostly taken as the authentic ones evidence of it is that the hundreds of versions recorded after this one employ mostly these lyrics and believe me there are hundreds of versions Uh, now we understand something more the song existed before the lyrics but the lyrics allowed for the song to somehow settle in a more defined version nonetheless the song black is the color had a life before that it is in fact described as a traditional Appalachian tune from the mountain area in the United States that uh, goes from Alabama up to the east coast to New York um, until Maine it is a traditional song, so we might think it was sung by people as part of their traditional heritage, although we might find it difficult to decide exactly what tradition there is. Some point to Native American and my limited knowledge of Native American folk music tells me it is possible. The melodic contour and its harmony matches with the technique and style that I associate with uh, Native American music folklore something like this interestingly though some attribute its origins to Scotland Uh, particularly famed folklorist and musicologist the late Alan Lomax attributes black is the color of my true love's hair to Scottish origin sometime during the 19th century there's a line in the original version of the song uh, that goes I go to the Clyde to mourn and weep but satisfied I could never sleep referring to the river Clyde in Scotland the folk tune probably made its way across Atlantic in the company of Scottish immigrants many of whom settled in North Carolina and Appalachian America then the song was first collected by English folk music archivist uh, certain Cecil Sharp, who notated and recorded it during a 1916 trip to North Carolina which he then published in his English folk songs of the Southern Appalachians* 1917 and then the lyrics were adjusted by the before-mentioned John Jacob Niles who recorded them in its collection of American folklore songs in 1941 and from then up until now hundreds of artists reinterpreted it
1: Black is the color of my true lost hand Her lips are like some roses' petals. She has the sweetest smile and the gentlest hands, and I love the ground. Where on she stand. I love my love and well she knows
0: in this case you can probably hear the influences of uh, blues country and at the same time uh, yeah. the relationship with the Scotland and Celtic tradition I find this fascinating but we might realize that similar stories happen all the time it is no coincidence that we ended up in the folk music genre since folk is where tunes and songs emerge from traditions that are developed collectively transmitted orally more often than from one creative mind composing and writing on its own while it is easier to trace the history of a piece when we have a single composer it is much harder when the composers are many people, sometimes creating at different times or even in different areas of the world this short journey back in time shows that the original version of this song escapes us and that might make us wonder why are we looking for it? as an artist I look for originals mainly for two reasons because I value authenticity and because I want to feel that my interpretation of a text musical or otherwise is independent of outside stranger influence I think there's nothing particularly original in that I want a one-to-one confrontation with art where I am diving freely into the artwork minimizing the intrusion of uh, facilitators or, or even the context sometimes uh, one might take it too far I notice I, sometimes I have a hard time in museums uh, just because I see, I feel the curators are trying to conduct me um, conduct my reaction or I often skip the introduction of a book if not written by the author for similar reasons Um, but with regard to the first point uh, uh, authenticity in music there is a problem I need to know what the authentic version of a song is in order to interpret it but that authentic version is nowhere to be found should we just take any or the one I prefer or the one that is most popular to be the authentic one in the work Folk songs by Luciano Berio, Italian composer certainly to me, to me the most interesting collection of music related to this subject the composer explores the issue of origins and authenticity in traditional music that is almost by definition transmitted orally He did astonishing research into performing practices of traditional music in various areas of the world processing it all in a writing style that is not what one would expect. We might be inclined to think that if you do historic research and collected information about a particular tradition perhaps you found out how a certain music was performed exactly if you then write it down, you'd think the goal is to finally set in stone the most authentic version of it, no? This is probably what the academic world would wish to look into history in an attempt to clean an artwork from the dust of time, and reoffering it new and shining to the audiences of today. Berio who understood music profoundly, did the exact opposite. He chose folk songs from tradi- traditions that challenge this very idea of a unified, clear, single origin, that are centuries old and complicated, mixed and with complex histories, and wrote a version of each song that incorporate that dust of time enhancing it rather than washing it away knowing fully well that that same dust those inaccuracies of traditional performances those many contrasting versions of the same tune those lyrics that were perhaps clear once and are now unintelligible all of this is the life of a song the true authentic story that comes when we hear a tune Berio knows that for any song perhaps there isn't uh, an authentic original version but every version is true is somehow authentic this is what he might be suggesting with uh, his folk songs operation and that uh, might also hint at a way of thinking that we can extend to every piece of music none is the authentic one but each one is true here is Luciano Berio's version of Black is the color so what tradition exactly Luciano Berio is um, bringing up with, with this arrangement, with this transcription um, it's very hard to say, there is a, mm, a reference to medieval music a reference to probably Celtic, northern European music uh, many more references um, complex is extremely complex probably is a reflection on what tradition is uh, in a way the word tradition probably is a just a simple shortcut term that uh, cuts through uh, hundreds of years of uh, um, complex histories and uh, non-linear uh, paths and, and life stories um, particularly um, this in this song you could hear uh, clearly all the words um, I mentioned lyrics uh, to be sometimes unintelligible uh, in this folk song uh, the lyrics are intelligible uh, but uh, there is one tune in the collection the last one uh, from Azerbaijan which uh, even extensive research did not result in Berio knowing what the lyrics exactly were so so interesting rather than introducing alternative words in the original language as lyrics that would make sense he listened to recordings and transcribed those phonetics into the score Uh, so no one knows what the singer is singing no one coming back to our question what version should I take as the original? what should I use as the authentic thing to interpret? I don't know the answer, it is my decision whatever I decide to do, whichever version I rely upon and whichever version I end up making up as an artist I feel I am adding my little contribution to the life of a song we don't know who gave birth to it, where or when but we have the chance to contribute to its existence briefly, just by singing and performing it it takes some courage to believe that you are taking part of the life of a song I think Berio takes that responsibility very seriously as well as Nina Simone when she sings it
2: Of my true love's hair His space So soft and wondrous space The purest eyes And the strong I love the ground where he goes and still
0: how powerful, didn't want to interrupt it how different though from everything else we've heard certainly it's the same song, the same tune, same lyrics but how different, how soulful is this version and how powerful emotionally and uh, communicatively um, uh, this uh, was a live version from 1959 there was, a, I think, also studio version, but I prefer this one. Perfect matching with the conversation we are having uh, with regard to the fact that he, she does a contribution to the life of a song, and she does it for real on a stage. Now we have access to this recording, but this recording is a copy somehow of that. Um, it's somehow. Uh, Less authentic than being there in that very moment. By the way, uh, the uh, version of uh, the folk song by Luciano Berio we heard uh, earlier was also a live version. Was a celebration of, uh, um, I think, Kathy Barbarian, uh, the, the the singer who originally sang uh, the song for uh, for Luciano Berio. Um, I will leave you with an instrumental version of Black is the Color as a way to hint at the fact that the soul of a song can be kept alive without its lyrics. Uh, this version is by the jazz artist Kit Downs, pianist and organist, who plays it on organ in the album Obsidian from 2018 you will agree that the organ itself as an instrument carries special layers of significance to the modern listeners its relationship to religious tradition, to choirs and spiritual gatherings its long life in music history, much longer than the history of piano uh, does make sound everything more ancestral Kit Towns here is interpreting the various core for organ solo fascinating I found it quite uh, inspiring certainly a completely different world Uh, we're not generally speaking as a culture uh, used anymore to the organ so organ sounds uh, a little bit from another world nowadays and um, what an instrument what a variety of uh, nuances Um, I would be inclined to take such a version as maybe something, (laughs) as the final one, the final version a clean, I would say modest, elegant, somber, uh, lightened up from lyrics that did not pass the history authenticity test I would be tempted to take this as Mm. the version to show in a museum of songs if there was such a thing but I will be a bit deluded I suspect because even this version is just a heartbeat in the life of a song I hope this uh, was an inspiring journey perhaps you have other tunes, o- other titles, other songs that uh, you cherish, you keep close to, to your heart that mm, Maybe their history goes way beyond your life, maybe <laughs> way past in the, in centuries, and who knows where, where and when those songs were created. Um, so, nevertheless, the fact that they retain something valuable to us um, today uh, somehow makes me think of uh, how. <laughs> Timeless are certain certain messages um, certain certain meanings certain ideas um, same could be said probably about uh, stories uh, certain stories are universal timeless uh, you can change the names of the characters you can change the places and the details but the story still still is the same and um, so uh, I hope this journey inspired you. Uh, Thank you for listening to today's episode and and thank you to everyone who listened to my previous episode on uh, Liszt, Franz Liszt, and his piano piece, Our Bordensource." Source. Uh, For the podcast, I I enjoy choosing music that I can play at the piano. And in the case of that piano piece, uh, On Water uh, by Franz Liszt, beside the spring, which I presented last time. uh, I enjoy also to produce uh, a video of the actual performance Uh, you can still um, watch it Uh, it's on my YouTube account and um, thank you again for being with me today until next time just a a quick note to say that my course on counterpoint is active and available. Uh, Throughout the years I developed my approach to counterpoint that is practical fun interactive and aims at developing your improvisational skills from the ground up it is designed for piano players at the beginner or intermediate level it is called counterpoint fundamentals it's on udemy.com and with the coupon code the Music code you get 30% discount if you're curious about counterpoint but not sure what it is or why it matters in music go ahead and watch the first two classes which are free the link is in the description coupon code is the music code the music code no space no dot no dash the music code okay and uh, let me know what you think Thanks for listening to Where Is The Music podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, look up for others. I made a few. I publish an episode every week roughly, investigating each time a different aspect of music. The music making, the music listening, the meaning of music and its relevance in our lives. It is very helpful for me if you like, subscribe, follow on your favorite platform. Where Is The Music is on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Tune in and Google Podcasts. If you like to support me, you are free to do so through Patreon. Link in description. Thank you again. Until next time.